The International Migration Institute was one of the institutes that was in the first batch. So we've already been working for about two and a half years, but we are continuing for the next triennium. Um, and um, we really start, oh, thanks. Um, we start from the idea that migration is a hot political topic and one misconceptions. And these pictures just illustrate one of them, the idea that Europe is being invaded, that people who come from Africa are poor and uh, helpless and uh, bring poverty with them. The misery of the world is coming to Europe. That's what the media are putting over. And that leads, if I can work this out, ah, yeah. that leads to policy recipes, which um, I would call medieval solutions to 21st century problems. This uh, slide shows the, the boundary fence between Melilla and Morocco. Melilla is a Spanish enclave within the Moroccan territory. Whoops. Sorry. Um, and this, this uh, scene was taken in March 2006, the night before a lot of Africans had tried to come over the fence to get onto Spanish territory and into the European Union. Uh, and some of them were killed by Moroccan police opening fire. The next day, the Spanish border guards were out in force. This, for me, is not a solution to a problem of human mobility, which is an integral part of globalization. And the International Migration Institute is trying to critique some of the existing perceptions and work towards better solutions. Um, this is some of the realities which don't make it into the media, that um, migration is absolutely crucial, for instance, to European economies. Uh, between a third and two-thirds of new jobs in OECD countries, which includes, of course, the United States and Korea and Japan as well, were filled by migrants uh, in, uh, in the last 10 years or so. Um, the overwhelming majority aren't impoverished, desperate people. They're people who bring skills, high education levels, human capital, and contribute a great deal to the economies they enter. Um, and this is just to illustrate that many migrants are actually much better qualified than the receiving population. Europe desperately needs skills, which it brings in both from other developed countries, but also very often from poor countries who can't really afford to lose their medical personnel, their engineers, and so on. But we try very hard in Europe to recruit those specialists. And, and that's just some of the figures to show how successful Europe has been at that. Um, so this is really the rationale of what we're trying to do. We argue, firstly, as I already said, that human mobility is something that has always existed in human history, but is increasing because it's part of the cross-border flows that make up globalization. And that means we need to think through rational policies for economic management, for integration when people stay on, uh, for security because, of course, uh, mobility of people can become a security issue. Um, and we must also think of the, the needs and interests of sending societies and make sure that migration doesn't actually lead to underdevelopment, as it often does, but contributes to development. Um, we 
spend a lot of effort critiquing existing policies, and we argue that one reason why policies so often are unsuccessful in the migration field or lead to quite unintended consequences is that these policies are often based on a lack of knowledge of the factors that drive migration, and also because government policies on migration are often very short-term. The policy perspective tends to be toward to the next election, three or four years, rather than looking at the very long-term nature of these factors. Um, so altogether, we think policymakers have a quite poor understanding of the factors that drive global migration and of the way these different factors interact with each other. And that's where we want to contribute. Um, this is just one example. One could give very many, but in view of the time, um, if you look at the statements of European policymakers, there seems to be an assumption that there is an almost infinite pool of labor that can be brought in from poor countries. If, however, you take a 20 or 30 year time perspective and look at the real demographic trends in sending regions, you find that that isn't necessarily the case. Um, the demographic transition from high mortality and high fertility to low mortality and low fertility, which took place in Britain in the 19th century, um, is taking place throughout the world at the present time. And even in Africa, fertility rates are falling sharply, so that we doubt whether there will be big reserves of people available to do low-skilled jobs in Europe 20 years from now. We need to start planning for that. Um, so we, we raise this question, if we build our economies on migration, is that really a viable long-term strategy, or do we need to think of alternatives? Um, we also think that we need to take much more account of mutual interests that sending and receiving countries need to talk to each other much more than they do. And there's a very poor record of global governance in our field so far. Um, I just wanted to tell you what we're doing at present. Um, because we're a small institute, but we're dealing with huge problems, we decided to focus on one region, and that's Africa. Um, we have a program called the African Migrations Program, where we are bringing together especially young African researchers to talk about the work they're doing, uh, to help them develop their research capacities uh, and to enhance their methods. We had a workshop in Ghana with uh, colleagues from about 25 countries last year. We're having one in Morocco this year where we're going to talk specifically about research methods in this field. Um, then the second program, the African Perspectives on Human Mobility, uh, which is funded by the MacArthur Foundation, is about actually working with African partners in four specific countries. Uh, they were here last week in this very room, and we spent three days talking through what they're going to do, how they're going to work with each other and with us, uh, and what methods they're going to use. We don't only work on Africa. We have this transnational migrant organization uh, program where we're doing research on, uh, well, we do, we're doing the UK part, but other partners are working in Poland, Spain, and Germany. And the aim is to look at the relationship between transnational migrant organizations and the contribution 
that migrants make to both to their receiving and host societies. Um, then we have this transatlantic dialogue uh, project which is funded by the German Marshall Fund of the United States. And what we're going to do with that is take Moroccan academics and policy makers to Mexico so that they can learn from the Mexican experience and will include also policy makers from the European Union and the United States to really look at the issues and try and uh, discuss possible policy solutions. And then finally, I just wanted to tell you what we're planning to do. Uh, this is the biggest one, mi migration scenarios. We want to do a scenario building exercise to develop uh, a model of the drivers of migration and the interactions between them as a planning tool uh, for both scientific research and policy development. Um, we're doing some work on environmental change in collaboration with the Refugee Studies Center um, and we're going to have a joint workshop with them early next year. Um, we've put in a big project proposal to a strange consortium called Norface uh, and the focus of that is to try and understand why migration doesn't always lead to permanent settlement. You know, there's this assumption that migration is always, once it starts, you can't stop it, it's self-sustaining. But that is news, develop, others stop or reverse, and we want to try and understand why that is. It seems an obvious question, but no one has ever actually asked it. And, uh, well, we hope that we'll have that op opportunity. And then finally, we're putting in a big bid to the European Union's seventh framework um, to look at the relationship between transnationalism and integration into host societies. Thank you very much.